Investments podcast. We have a good topic today that we're going to talk about. Uh, we have some upgraded new uh, phones here, uh, microphones, so hopefully you can hear us a little bit more crisper this time and that type of thing. So we've come a long way from the last ones. Yeah, and we, we took a little bit of time off because also too, uh, new for you, Pat, uh, you have a brand new office. I do. Yep. So uh, you're currently all in it with me. So hey, I hope you like the area. Uh, we uh, just got in here a few months ago. So uh, that took a, away from the podcast recording, but we're back. The offices are set and we're ready to do this mm-hmm. again. And we're, we're sitting in Aguam, Massachusetts, right? We're in Aguam, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, Western Mass, right? So, um, which is a great spot. We're happy to be here. Uh, we're also throughout the footprint of Connecticut mm-hmm. uh, as well still. So I'm, yeah. I've got a couple of offices out in uh, Connecticut. And then we have this, this more of my primary office, I would say, out here in Aguam, which is, which is great. So we're... So we're growing. So we're growing. Yes. Keep, keep on growing. <laughs> so that's the good news, right? Um, so uh, before we get started today, I just want a quick disclosure. If you're listening to these podcasts and you have listened to them, you like them, you like what you're hearing, and you're enjoying them, and you're getting something out of them. If you could please just give us a rating on any app that you're using. Uh, I know Spotify might be a little harder, but I know Apple has uh, a rating uh, category. If you could give us five stars uh, and that will basically make us relevant for other people to find us. We don't have the ratings. Apparently, uh, we don't really show up anywhere. So. Right. So if you if you enjoy it, uh, we would really appreciate that. And, and we uh, we appreciate you, the listener. So. Yeah, we're trying to do different topics as well. And uh, so today's topic, probably a, a bigger one is we're going to talk about annuities. Right. So this is a this is a big one, right? I mean, uh, annuities, uh, most people have talked about them. Most people have seen them. There's a lot of myths around them, I think. You can, you can get a uh, argument uh, to the point that they're a good thing. You can get it in an argument that they're a bad thing. You know, there's a lot of different opinions around. So we thought we would tackle some of the myths and try to uh, demystify a little bit of this, uh, some of the stuff out there. Yeah. Annuities, it it can be a trigger word for some, for sure. And I think a lot of it comes from some bad marketing, bad marketing. It may be poor products when they were first, when they first came out back in, I don't know, the nineties or the early two thousands or something, you know, or, or it was a miss, uh, in some cases, I think it was maybe misrepresented and and people didn't realize what was in there because it wasn't told, Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't, totally disclosed the right way on it. And, and I think that's followed the industry a little bit and has left a little bit of a black mark. But, but annuities, generally speaking, have come a long way since then. And we have, in, the, in today's environment, there are some of the most uh, robust type of accounts that you can be in, as well as they have benefits that you can't typically find almost anywhere else. Uh, and they're and they're pretty agile as an investment. They're a good uh, savings plan as well as a retirement type of thing as part of an overall portfolio when you're constructing them. I will say annuities aren't always for everybody, but it's it's good to be educated on them to see if it's something that might uh, fit your specific individual situation, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say there's a lot of lot of uh, myths out there. There's yeah. a lot of talking heads I, I that think, like to bring these up. I think also too, it's probably new to a lot of folks because especially you're in your working years, you're putting money away in a 401k and all you're really familiar with is, is mutual funds for the right. most part. Correct. Um, um, or whatever uh, plan you have at work. Sometimes it's not always a 401k, but for the most part, a majority of the population probably has a 401k at this point at work. And so when you're switching gears and thinking about retirement, there's a little bit, well, there's, there's more options. That's when you, ha- you get into your options mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's uncharted territory. So for some folks don't even know what an annuity is. I would say, yeah, and just uh, talking from my own experiences with customers, uh, most people are usually uh, very uneducated around annuities. They may, their neighbor might've had one or somebody, uh, five, uh, five people removed from them might've had one. They've heard these various uh, things about them and some of them are negative, some of them are positive, but uh, when they come in, they've certainly heard the word annuity. 
And, uh, and that can sometimes when they hear that word, they get kind of scared sometimes because they're not really sure what it is, but they've heard maybe some, some negative uh, context around it. Right. Right. And, yeah. There's a, there's a popular company that would, uh, their headline, their, their fish hook, the, the kind of that grab to grab your attention was fish hook annuities, are, yeah, annuities yeah. are bad, yeah. you know, and then click, click here, read here, right. more, and, call and, us. and to speak to that, I mean, some of that might be marketing and, and using fear to, to move money to other types of accounts, but I mean, annuities can be bad if they're not, if they're in, in someone's account that doesn't need it. Right? right. I mean, not everybody needs one. So that's, uh, you know, and there, there can be some fees associated. A lot of people think there's always a fee with annuity. That's not true. There are some that have fees and there are some that do not have fees. Uh, so we should get that kind of that myth out of the way right now. But I think used correctly and appropriately, appropriately in a, uh, you know, in the, in the construction of a, of a well-balanced portfolio, I think there's, there can absolutely be a place for annuity. Yeah. My opinion. Anyway. yeah. So today we'll, we're going to keep it simple, high level, uh, obviously meet with an advisor, uh, and, and go over and see if it fits your financial plan. Uh, but we wanted to define what an annuity was and go over some common myths. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, we're going to keep great. it simple today. So, so rich, you know, I walk <laughs> in, I, I sit down with you and I'm like, man, I'm retiring soon or I'm 10 years out or, or something. And, uh, what are your suggestions? And you might say annuity. I might go, What's an yeah, annuity, Rich? I'll start right. there. What's an annuity? So an annuity, uh, very basic, is uh, it is a product, it's a financial product that is generally used for guaranteed income streams. Not everyone uses it for that. Actually, it's more popular use for it is is kind of just having your money grow. Mm-hmm. The, like accumula- accumulation the accumulation sort of phase. Yeah, I would agree. That and there's different thing. flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's straight fixed annuities, which mm-hmm. give you a fixed rate. There's index annuities, which maybe will follow an index mm-hmm. and there's variable and more and direct market annuities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's different bells and whistles to each one. The analogy I like to say with the annuities as you're defining this is think of it this way. Think of it as someone said, Oh, I just bought a car, right? Well, we can define what a car is. It's got four wheels and an engine and moves you around. Um, however, that's not what you, that's not the actual mechanism of what you probably own. You might have a, you know, that might be the general mechanism, but you might have a different brand, right? Like you're talking about, it could be a a Toyota, it could be a Honda, it could be a truck, it could be a a regular compact vehicle. Uh, And that's kind of like what annuities are. The the term annuities, uh, we kind of just defined for you, but there's a lot of different ones, like a fixed annuity, which has just uh, no fees on it typically, and just a a fixed rate of return, or an indexed annuity, where that basically is, it follows maybe an S&P 500 index. Uh, There may or may not be a fee there. Typically, there's not a fee, but you can participate uh, with the index passively. Uh, And then there's a a variable annuity where you're actively in the market. You can go in there and kind of choose different funds and invest it how you want and make it more conservative or aggressive, depending on what your uh, risk tolerance is at that point. But those, I would say, are the the three major ones. I mean, there is an immediate annuity, too, that people talk about. Those are more like pensions, I would say. We're finding over the years, and actually, you know me and my stats, I got some, I got a stat. I knew you would. It wouldn't be like you if you didn't have yeah, some stats. You know, yeah. I got to back everything up here. Sure. So uh, a big stat is annuities are actually very popular, a very popular tool, especially for retirees or those getting close to it. U.S. annuity sales totaled $219 billion wow. in 2020 right? in the wow. U.S. Right. Yep. According to the Secure Retirement Institute. And the most popular kind of annuities, and this is trending up, is those accumulation type annuities. Okay. So, the, so the fixed annuities, the fixed index annuities, it looks like uh, sales folks going into it is has been jumping like double digits year by year. Right. Um, so a lot of folks, so 
So if this was so bad, if annuities were horrible, right? I mean, it would be the most successful, horrible thing that ever existed because I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of sales. A lot of folks are using these and, uh, and they're using them for a a reason, right? If they were, if they were that bad, they wouldn't be available. Right. Right. That would be my first argument. (laughs) It's, um, the, 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 old basic definition of annuity was for income, but a lot of folks are using it more and more for accumulation. And especially in times, actually, as of as of today, the market has been uh, dropping a little bit. And, sure. you know, so a lot of people use it for protection. A lot of folks uh, like uh, fixed rates, they're trying to reduce their, their market ex- exposure. Right. And, um, you know, they just want their money to grow. They don't want they want to sleep at night. They right? want to sleep at night, for sure. So and when, in retirement, that's more and more important is to be able to sleep at night and know your money is uh protected in any shape or form for sure whether it's mm-hmm. part of it or or whatever yeah whatever. And, and they do they come with a lot of uh, added benefits sometimes they're free you don't have to pay extra for them you know there might be a death benefit for instance where if something happens to you and you're in a, an annuity that is actively in the market where there could be lost potential and then you know you pass away unexpectedly well sometimes they have a return of uh, premium for your as a death benefit and uh, sometimes you pay for that uh sometimes you don't sometimes it's mm-hmm. just free part of the uh part of the contract so i mean that's not, some people like that idea right you could go in and, and invest in the markets normally but that doesn't exist right if you mm-hmm. pass away your beneficiaries simply get what the current market is right so right. that could be a good thing or a bad thing so uh let's let's get into some myths i love that yeah so we had we found some uh some some pretty cool myths uh from uh and the, the research area that we found this was through our friends over at fidelity so they had a they had a few myths that i thought really kind of we went you know i did some research on this and i have my own uh stories i can bring to the table but i thought these myths did a pretty good job of kind of nailing what i usually run uh run up against it with people uh either usual uh, lack of knowledge around it. but yeah um the first one right annuities are only for retirees, right? I think that's a big one. I think when someone sits down in front of me and you bring up that word annuity, they go, whoa, whoa, I'm, I'm not retiring yet. That's for like my dad when he's, you know, 65 or something, or when I'm reti- right. in retirement or something like that. Yeah. Um, I've seen clients use uh, annuities as kind of like, uh, instead of having bonds in their right. portfolio is maybe taking that kind of more conservative portion of their portfolio and putting it into an annuity. Okay. So, and then they leave the rest so somebody that has a guaranteed or maybe not even just some type of annuity that has some safety to it, basically. Yeah. Like so, the bond you know, it it, you know, they, they use it as part of their overall allocation. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't have to be for retiree. So as they're accumulating wealth, they're using annuities as part of their overall asset allocation. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's one thing. That's one thing, sure. Yeah, and that's a way to sort of uh, what I call uh, risk-adjusted approaches to these portfolios. You can put some of this money into an annuity um, and, and potentially limit your downside risk. Maybe there's no downside risk potentially from a market standpoint, uh, but give yourself some limited and or um, more uh, upside potential depending on what you're choosing. Uh, and then that might marry up really well to a more actively traditional portfolio where mm-hmm. you're, you know, got bonds and regular equities and stuff. You know, you basically want uh, diversification to a degree and you want you don't want everything correlated to itself right so an annuity can act as a non-correlating asset in a portfolio right so. and i think another reason why you may want to consider before your retirement or as you get close to it is some of these annuities have riders mm-hmm. and we're not gonna go yeah we'll, we'll go as far as that but basically yeah. the sooner you get into some of these riders the better uh that you can take advantage of the benefit of 
of what they do. Yeah. So a lot of these riders, uh, and there's a lot of different ones, but maybe more common one would be like an income rider uh, that uh, you'd certainly want to start well before retirement, maybe 10 years out, something like that. And we do have an annuity piece where we talk about income on a, on a previous podcast. So, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but you could check that one out. I think we did a pretty good job covering that in the, in the previous one. Um, but yeah, you might let that accumulate and then you turn it on for income once you're in retirement and you're ready to go. Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be retirement assets. You could use that with non-retirement assets uh, because it's really creating an income stream. Now, of course, those have some fees associated with them, which is okay, though. So this is where people get, I think, uh, when they think of annuities, they think high fees sometimes. And when we're talking high fees, you're talking about these types of accounts. Well, there's, uh, as old saying goes, there's no free lunch, right? Anything worth doing is going to be, uh, there's going to be something there. Uh, if there's a benefit, there's going to be, uh, you're going to pay for it kind of thing. Doesn't, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You know, it just mean it just has to fit your specific, uh, your, your portfolio. And if it does and it, and it fixes an income gap for you, then the fees are, uh, are important to know about and important to calculate, but they're irrelevant from the standpoint if it's giving you the benefit. As mm -hmm. long as the, as long as you're getting a benefit that outweighs the fees, then you know I think it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's not just for retirees. It's just not just for retirees. All right, right myth debunked. Right. Yeah, yeah, just done. <laughs> so Pat, we got got another myth for us. We do. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Well, we kind of touched this one already, but this is a good myth. Annuities cost too much. I mean, I've, this happens to me. This happens quite a bit where uh, customers come in and they go, "Oh, don't talk about an annuity uh, with me." because I, I know they're, they're very expensive and they don't make it, you know, it's just not going to make sense for me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's the first, that's where you got to pause them and try to educate them a little bit. Right. And I think that came from, so again, in the beginning, we talked about different types of annuities. And I think that kind of came more, more so the variable annuities. Yep. I would say so, for sure. when they're talking, so like I said, when we said an annuity is sort of a broad term, it really is when they're saying fees, high fees specifically, they're usually talking about uh, variable. Traditionally, they're talking about variable annuities with, and maybe the variable annuities, they have fees anyway, but maybe they put a rider on there. Like we were talking about, right. And that can really increase the fees quite a bit. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing if you know what you're getting, but the fees can get high. Um, and kind of what you alluded to, kind of get what you pay for. You're for insurance right and that's why the fees are a little bit higher yeah of course traditional investment you can go buy index funds but sure. you're paying for that protection yep on on the other side the other types of annuities sometimes there's no fees mm -hmm. there's a lot and it's funny i would say you know i'll talk about a fixed annuity that's probably your most plain vanilla type of annuity where they give you a stated rate of return and a stated amount of time so if it might be two percent a year for five years or something in my example um there's no fees uh with that type of structure typically uh, the guarantee, the 2% is guaranteed for the five years, typically. Uh, and then after the five years, you know, you have a, you can make a decision to keep it in there or move it out of that structure usually is how they work. But, um, and I'll tell you a funny story is I have a lot of older contracts from customers, from my own customers, where they might, might have opened these types of things back in 2004, 2005, right? They've held them for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, these accounts had 3% minimums back then. So basically the insurance company through the contract could not lower the interest rate below 3%. Mm -hmm. Well, they have, they've, they've held it long enough, uh, in, in my case, where the, uh, the, the surrender penalty um, to take it out early has has gone away. And these annuities did not recommit the money to another penalty phase. So in my example, so now they're getting 3% in this rate environment today where you can, I mean, that's a really good, I mean, that's been a great rate for many years now. Yeah. Right? Rates have really not gone anywhere. It's guaranteed. And if they need money, it's available at any time. In my example, point is, is you don't, but you won't hear about that, right? You, you, again, you'll hear about typically the variable annuities that have the higher fees and that's what they really kind of, right. kind of crunch on. Right. And so, another takeaway I got from what you said too, is the insurance company were, 
where you get the annuity from basically put it in writing that they're going to guarantee something mm-hmm. at right. 3% you said. And, and, and for those listening, you know, in this interest environment, good luck finding like a 3%. Right. Anything. It's, it's just, you're not going to find the 10 year um, treasury is, is a way too low and the, the, the yields just aren't there. Right. But because the insurance company guaranteed it, you know, it's guaranteed. It's, right. And while we're talking about that, I do want to make a, a note that is important to know the health of the insurance companies because the guarantees are, are really based off the fiscal health of the insurance company that you're investing through. So uh, you want to know that they're a strong rate. You want to look at the ratings and make sure they're a strong company and that type of thing. Right. But do your due diligence a little bit, but it can really, you know, it can really benefit you. Yeah. Another myth. What do we have? Okay. Right. Oh, man, that was a good one. All right. Here's a good one. I've run into this one uh, quite a bit, too. There's no point in buying an annuity for income before retirement, right? Uh, Where, again, we we don't have retirement coming up, uh, you know, maybe you got 10 years before retirement, and you're thinking you meet with a financial advisor, and they mention, hey, well, we could we could do this annuity. Mm -hmm. And then you go, why? I'm not retiring for another 10 years. That Mm -hmm. sounds like something that I would want to do later. That's uh, certainly a myth. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think um, I think about one company. I don't know if I mentioned names, but uh, they, their marketing was the retirement red zone. And uh, taking a, a hard look at your money and maybe what to do with it before retirement. And they had a suite of annuities that they were offering. And it was focused on making sure that they were ready for retirement to generate income. So it was really a, like, yeah, take a look before. You don't have to get to retirement and say, all right, now I need to figure it out. You should probably plan a little bit beforehand. And there's various reasons. And I, we mentioned in the beginning, too, is that there may be some features and benefits that you could take advantage of that will really maximize uh, certain things if you get in sooner than later. For sure. And I, and I would think if you're ten, five, ten years out, you're probably feeling the anxiety of the markets, right? You can't be as aggressive, aggressive with your portfolio as you were, you know, when you were 20, you know, you're close to retirement. You can't, you, you can't really uh, handle probably hitting a 2008 kind of scenario where the markets go way down and you're going to have the time to make the money back up plus some in order to be in good shape uh, for retirement and, and to be able to guarantee the type of income you might need, right? So, I mean, certain certain annuities uh, can fit that uh, can fit that hole for you. Take some of that anxiety off of the table uh, so that even if the market does turn in, in a negative way and we see a drawdown, it doesn't impact you the way it would have otherwise, right? right? Yeah. And there's things like uh, deferred income annuities or fixed deferred annuities with a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. I mean, mm-hmm. these are things we're not going to jump into today, but there are some really cool, you know, facets of these things that you can really put in place that takes the anxiety off the table that you might otherwise experience and really give you a nice benefit. That's a guaranteed number that you can count on, right? This is a big part of it, right? You can literally run an illustration forward in the future and go, okay, I know this is going to solve for that. And maybe this covers medical expenses, living, whatever it is that you want it to cover in Mm -hmm. retirement. You can certainly do that by using something like that. Yeah. Anybody that takes advantage of maybe using an annuity, especially before retirement, they're going to go into retirement with, I could safely say probably a lot more peace of mind. Because mm-hmm. if, if let's say, again, what we mentioned earlier that, that the markets are down today, mm-hmm. imagine if I was that guy retiring today, I'd probably be a little really, right. I'd probably be sweating a little bit. Right. So um, let's yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> so, and I would say even uh, just one last thing on this really quick, I would say, let's say you don't need income. It's just like you want protection. Well, the annuities have, uh, there's certain annuities, like an index annuity might be a really good example where mm-hmm. there's no fee on some of them. And you can essentially put the money in there. There's no market risk. So if the market is down or negative within uh, the first contract year that you own it. You just don't participate in the downside. However, if it's positive, you get to participate up to a certain cap, uh, typically, or a certain rate of return on the upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not directly in the in the market, but you get to follow it, right? So, uh, but there's something where if you're 
you're still in that accumulation phase. You don't know if you need the income and you're, or maybe you have a big pension coming. You know, you're not going to need the income, but you don't want the risk, right? You're nervous, with the volatility and the different political and, uh, and, uh, financial economical landscapes that we that we run into. Right? right. So, all right. And I think you have one more myth. Yeah, I do believe. I think I've got two more, but let's go with the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, right. This is a pretty good one, too. I can easily create lifetime income from my retirement accounts. Why would I need an annuity, right? I have this big pot of money in my 401k, and my IRAs, and, you know, I'll turn that in uh, into just managing my portfolio through my stocks and bonds, and I'll, I can just go ahead and, you know, manage my money that way. What do you think about that? That that's definitely hard to manage for you to kind of figure out mathematically how to really break down right. that that pool of money, whether it be where, where it's a guaranteed that you know we and, have certain stretch right? it out yeah. over your lifetime, which you don't you don't know when you're going to die, right? Right, mm -hmm. and then you also don't know what exp what are your expenses are going to be. Um, and so and by to, the way, to really manage that yeah. is is a hard thing to do. So it's it's kind of nice to have some peace of mind where at least. You know, a lot of times we structure where at least cover your basic living expenses with guaranteed yep. income. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can, uh, you know, another big one is sometimes they can uh, cover a spouse, right? You might have a spouse that doesn't work or maybe she's younger than you, whatever it is. And you're worried if you, if you pass away, what happens then, right? She's going to have to manage, if you had a stock portfolio, she's going to inherit whatever's there. And, you know, hopefully it's an up market and she knows what she's doing and she can trust somebody mm -hmm. where this is, uh, where certain annuities, you can have a spouse, uh, you know, on there so that in the case of something happening to the primary owner, the payments and stuff would be continue and the guarantees for right. the spouse. But I will say besides social security, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, uh, Rich, but besides social, uh, social security and pensions, I think annuities are the only other stream of income that is guaranteed uh, that you can't outlive. Right. That would be correct. Think, yeah. Right. So I think yeah. that's an important point uh, that oftentimes gets. Um, right. That's, that's important to know. But yeah, so that brings me to, I think one, oh, the last, oh, this is good. We kind of talked about this too, though, but the, the, the last myth that was on here, which is also a good point, is the insurance company gets my money when I die, right? I, yeah, you, you pass away unexpectedly, there's still money in the account, but, right. you know, maybe you had a, you know, but where's the money go then, right? Where right. does it go at So for, for majority, like I mentioned in the beginning, a majority of folks are using this for, to, for their money to grow. And I think that there's some truth in that if you're, there's certain types of annuities where that could be the case, but for the majority of how people are using it today, mm -hmm. the, the accumulation, the saving aspect, and they're not really what is known as annuitizing it. Mm -hmm. And even if you did that, that's not always necessarily true. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, the insurance company doesn't get the money when you die, unless, unless you structure it that way. Right, right. So, but, you, so there's ways to structure it where maybe a beneficiary gets it or something like that. Yeah, so for estate planning purposes, it is actually very efficient. You can put your beneficiaries and at, at the time of you know your passing, it mm -hmm. will go to your beneficiaries as you instruct right. it. So, so unlike a pension or something where if you took a life, time, life, in, uh, life income only option, like life income only, mm -hmm. where basically if you die, the pension payment stops, uh, you can structure this, whereas not only could the income can, you know, continue to go, which pensions do give that option to uh, for a spouse or something. But if the spouse doesn't need the income, they also might have access to the lump sum, which pensions mm -hmm. do not allow, right? If, if uh, even if there's a wife on there, it's just the income that will continue. They, the, the wife can't say, listen, I'm good with the income. I just need whatever's left in cash would be helpful. They don't even have that option where in some annuities, uh, they would have an option like that. So I think that's uh, right. pretty good. So 
I think we, we covered some some good myths. And I, I think for those that are listening, it's maybe something to consider, at least hopefully makes you more aware of what how we think as, as advisors. And um, if you're getting close to retirement or you're maybe more conservative type of saver um, or you're in retirement, definitely take a look at your options out there. Annuities aren't aren't a bad thing if you're if you're bought into that marketing yep. um, that's out there. It actually is a really good financial tool that yep. has a lot of a lot of positive benefits. I would agree. I mean, I think annuities will play a valuable role in providing guarantees and strengthening an overall retirement plan that you're putting together, one that's already in existence. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As a uh, as a tool. It's a tool like everything else. So right. we have these tools um, and you should use them if it makes sense for you. But hopefully that uh, dispelled a few of the myths like uh, Rich was saying. I think we covered a lot actually. Uh, and certainly visit our website. Uh, we have a lot of uh, literature on there, right? Ioninvestments.com. Uh, yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate, appreciate you. We're, we're getting back on board here with uh, putting some more uh, podcasts out there and we're going to try video and getting us on YouTube too. If anybody has any uh, ideas that they want to hear about, hear our thoughts and uh, definitely reach out. And also too, we're looking forward to getting some more guest speakers. Uh, So uh, appreciate everybody listening and uh, thank you so much. Thank you much. Just a quick disclosure, all speakers on this podcast are financial advisors with Infinex Investments. Investment and insurance products and services are offered through Infinex Investments Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. Ion Investments is a trade name of Ion Bank. Infinex and the bank are not affiliated. Products and services made available through Infinex are not insured by the FDIC or any other agency of the United States and are not deposits or obligations of nor guaranteed or insured by any bank or bank affiliate. These products are subject to investment risk, including the possible loss of value. All guarantees are by the issuing insurance company and are subject to the claims paying ability of the insurance company. The investment performance of variable annuity subaccounts is not guaranteed.